values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. As always, we appreciate you spending any part of your day you can with us. Great conversation today with Danny Seiden. He's the president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce for the state of Arizona, talking about Arizona's economy, looking from the inside out and talking about the overall economy. Wall Street Journal had a great story today. Inflation at 3.1 percent reflects stubborn pricing pressure. It is about the slowing of uh, and I every time I start talking about this, people think I'm being critical because I don't like this or that. It's not. It's an overlook of what how things really are. I am happy that we have watched inflation drop, that it has slowed, but it is still there. We haven't seen any deflation, which I don't think we're going to see. We are seeing wages begin to outpace inflation. Again, a very good thing. The job market remains strong. Again, a very good thing. Now the concerns, we are starting to see cracks, especially in the tech sector. There are some sectors where layoffs are happening and other sectors where it is coming, that there are certain sectors that are starting to predict and starting to talk. This is how the stock market works. People, you and I, have someone that invests our money. Whether you do it through work or you do it somewhere else, you have an expert that is out there that has their ear to the ground that knows what's coming. The people that makes the most money on Wall Street, those people are the ones that know what's happening in the future. One of our frequent guests on the show and is a guest host here on this show is Kristen Bentz. Kristen Bentz made her living as a retail analyst. Her job was to report to the big shots on Wall Street, and it still is. Telling them where the retail world is going so that they are there ahead of time. Well, with the indicators of the future of a slowdown in the job market, how severe, we don't know. That's one of the concerns. The other concern is the stubbornness of inflation, that there are many things that remain much more expensive than they were pre-pandemic, and wages have not caught up with that, which is why... You can talk about how good the job market is. You can talk about the slowing of inflation, but people still feel the pain. If you're someone, again, I talk about, I'm pretty honest about my life. I live alone. You know, I had, I was married, we're divorced now, but I was married and I still get along fine with my ex, but we have girls and they're adults now and they're raising children of their own and I don't have any of that anymore. I have much more freedom now and I have much more, you know, I spend my money the way I want to. But for someone like my kids that are raising kids of their own and all the expenses that go with that, they still feel the pinch. Things are still much more expensive. Um, Car insurance has gone up dramatically. Homeowners insurance going up dramatically. So families that don't have a lot of leeway with their income, it's still very painful for them. So as inflation stays stubborn, money is going to remain expensive, meaning they're not necessarily going to drop interest rates. So let's talk about the obvious, and that's going to be if you have credit cards, the interest rates on the credit cards remain very high. But for small business owners that have um, lines of credit in order to float until they get their big checks from clients, which in my industry in construction has always been the case. It's always been that way. 
that you, unless you are a company that's been around for a long time or you have huge financial backing, where you have a big bank account that you have access to for money, you're waiting 60, 90, sometimes 120 days, maybe more, but usually within that 60 to 120 days, which is a long period of time to wait for payment because you got to add 30 days to that. When you bill a client at the end of February, you're billing them for what you've done this month. So they're going to get that bill on March 1st. You're not going to get paid for two months after that at a minimum. So you're talking about April, May. You're going to get paid in May for February. And unless you're a company that has a ton of money to float that until those checks come in, you need a line of credit. Well, when that money is more expensive to borrow, it comes off of your profit. And that's what small businesses are dealing with. That's what individuals are dealing with with credit cards. We've watched credit card debt and household debt escalate. And now we're hearing about all of this coming to a head as inflation remains very stubborn in some of those areas. Now, the good news in Arizona is we remain very strong, number one in manufacturing in the nation. Going back to my old Reagan quote that I'll use every time I talk about this, and that is we don't have high inflation because the people are living too well. We have high inflation because the government is living too well. We are going to talk about the Ukrainian, Israeli, uh, Taiwanese uh, aid bill and the prioritization of what our government does. Every American, and this is my frustration in all of this, when it comes to this aid bill, party lines are drawn. You've got the Democrats saying, look at the Republicans, and they're finally getting something done, and they won't do anything on the border. And you've got Republicans saying, blah, 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 about the other side, you're not going to do this, and you're not going to do that. What Americans are saying, when is the government going to finally stop with this nonsense in pitting you against me and me against you, politically speaking? And when are we going to come together and say to them, you got to rein it in? Because we don't see any of that. The government, we talk about household spending, household debt, $17.5 trillion, and how it's gone up over $200 billion and it's unsustainable. Take a look at the federal debt. We've got, we're having all this conversations about this aid bill that has to go to our allies and we have to support them. That may be absolutely true. The importance of that, the priority of that is a good thing. But are they talking about not spending money somewhere else? The answer is no. They just keep putting it on the credit card. Well, when the government is printing money and the government is borrowing money, where do you think inflation comes from? What do you think is going on? So what you hear is the offset is you hear the White House say this is the private sector and they're profiteering and they are gouging the American public. How dare you? The same government that wants to raise your taxes. That's a price increase, isn't it? That's profit taking over and above what they already have. How dare the government say that the private sector makes enough money and they should lower their prices for the goodness of Americans, but no one is saying what we should be doing is sending more money back to the American people instead of stealing it in their taxes. As a matter of fact, the state of Arizona did that. The state of Arizona said we are going to send checks to families in Arizona. If you got kids, you having a tough time making ends meet right now. We're giving you back your tax money. We're not giving you anything. We're giving you back what was already yours. We're giving you back your tax dollars. And what happened? The IRS told the people of Arizona that's taxable. That's what they've done. 
that here you are in the state of Arizona, if they hadn't taken that money in the first place, it wouldn't have been taxable. I mean, you understand that, right? If the if the tax uh, burden that you had, let's say for the tax year the previous year, was $400, and I'm throwing out an arbitrary number, if your tax burden was $400 less last year, that wouldn't be taxable income. But because they taxed you $400 and now they're going to give you $400 back, the federal government, the IRS says they're entitled to tax that $400. There's a big fight going on about that. But my point is for an organization, and the government is necessary. If you listen, it may sound like I'm anti-government. I'm not. I'm not anti-government. But they work for us. In the end, we control the purse strings because we control the people that control the purse strings. And when we send them to Washington, D.C., and then they start doing this, when do we collectively – I'm talking about all of us, Republicans, Democrats, independents. When do we say you have to rein it in, and if you're not going to rein it in, you'll be replaced? We don't send that message. It's us again. It's you. If you're a Democrat, you listen to me. You can't stand me because I'm an apologist for this party or that party or this person or that person or the other way around. And I'm, I'm, I'm really sick of it. We all pay taxes. We all don't feel like 70% of this country says it's overtaxed. And the majority of Americans say they're not getting value for the money they're taxed on. If we all feel that way, why do we keep screaming at each other? Why are we not holding our government accountable for the waste, for the redundancy, for the overspending, the lack of prioritization and everything that we have to do in our budgets for our business and our budgets for our individual households? And why isn't the government held to the same standard? I don't care what party you're from. That's a good question. In a moment, we catch you up on the biggest news stories of the day in a segment we call Did You Hear This? It's coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, time for the biggest news stories of the morning. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. The Senate passed a $95 million national security package that includes aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Senator Chuck Schumer says this was an important vote. It's certainly been years, perhaps decades, since the Senate passed a bill that so greatly impacts not just our national security, not just the security of our allies, but the security of Western democracy. Was this bill necessary? Um, I guess that's arguable. I would say to you that it is necessary for us to support our allies. No one is advocating for troops to be there. Does Ukraine have a right to defend itself if they were to take pass? Do we believe that Russia uh, taking over parts of, of Ukraine would stop there? Should Poland be worried? Should NATO nations be concerned? Absolutely. We've seen this before in this region of the world. We've seen this happen before. We waited too long to enter the Second World War. So is this a place where we can do this with money and not with people fair enough taiwan and the aggression from china absolutely a big concern and we know that israel has an absolute right and necessity to defend itself so these things are important issues but is this something that is a priority over other things i don't know that which is why the house is saying border first once the border secured then we'll talk about international aid and i'm wondering if not a lot of americans are saying you know what i agree with that principle 
The Labor Department released the latest consumer price index report that shows prices are up 3.1% compared to last year and far lower than the 9.1% inflation in 2022. ABC's Rebecca Jarvis explains that inflation is no longer surging. Typical family currently spending about $211 more a month versus a year ago, but it's when you look backwards to a two years ago where you really see that difference, $605 more a month to two years ago. Three years ago, you are still paying today about $1,000 more a month on the same goods and services. What do these numbers mean for Arizona? I think that the average family that is working and probably isn't making $1,000 more a month than they were at pre-pandemic levels are saying this is why inflation is still hurtful. We are thankful that it's moderating, but the problem is it's still getting more expensive and our wages have not caught up yet. When wages begin to catch up, now they are surpassing inflation, which is great news, but once they catch up, when your dollar goes as far as it did a few years ago, people are going to be more confident. But the longer that high inflation stays aggressive and stays stubborn, people are concerned that they're never going to catch up. And I think once that happens, you're going to see a big shift in American confidence. And until that happens, we're going to see people be a little bit nervous. You are listening to Did You Hear This? It happens at 1120 each day to catch you up on the big stories. Arrests and ejections were up at this year's WM Phoenix Open, which saw alcohol sales shut down at one point during the weekend. An anonymous security guard working the tournament told the outspoken show some of what she observed. People being carried in on stretchers. Okay. People not able to come down the stairs, not knowing their names. Okay. Uh, we were receiving bribe after bribe to get into the 16th hole. Kids that had enormous amounts of money we can't figure out how to get the money to get into this thing does the wm phoenix open need more regulations to handle the party-like atmosphere you know they do quite a bit now i will tell you that when you go and people have a misconception unless you've gone you when you go into let's say you go into 16 or 17 any of these luxury boxes when you get your wristband to go in it's not a free-for-all on the drinks that they have got you've got an allotment of drink tickets so unless you are someone that's kind of gaming the system and getting tickets from your friends i don't know how they would do it Getting that drunk isn't as likely as possible, but there is a lot of personal responsibility in this. They're responsible at the open for atmosphere. Are they creating an atmosphere? Vegas, I'm going to talk more about this later. Vegas had an old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and it backfired on them because many people from around the world went to Vegas believing anything goes. Well, that's not the case. They have laws in Vegas, even on the strip, that you have to obey, and they had to send a clear message. We want you to come and have a good time. We want you to enjoy the park. But you've got to do it reasonably. I think the Open is going to read that as well and say, we've sent a message. And the message next year is going to be, we want you to have a great time. But being out of control is unacceptable. And I'm pretty sure they're going to figure out how to send that message. A fast-moving nor'easter dumped snow on New York City and other major northeast metropolitan areas, knocking out power and disrupting travel, work, and school. But for New York City children, instead of building a snowman, Mayor Adams says they are doing algebra. It's going to be remote learning day. That's one of the things that came out of COVID-19. We can continue the educational process of our children, so they will be learning remotely. 
isn't that just the worst byproduct of the COVID nineteen pandemic? <laughs> I was going to say, just does this guy have kids? Uh, because does he know what a snow day is like? I was listen. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and I lived in Geauga County in Northeast Ohio, which at the time was farm country. When we had snow days, we had snow days, and that's what happens. So I understand the mayor trying to put a good uh, shine on this and say it's better that we're doing it this way. But let me tell you something: a snow day for kids. I don't care if it's New York or where it is. It means exactly that. School's not a part of the equation. Those computers are not getting turned on. They're on the sleds and they're playing Xbox. That's it. That's what's happening. Great job, Julia. What did you do on snow days? You're a New Yorker. Sledding, hot chocolate. <laughs> My mom made pancakes. That, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. That when, how euphoric is it when you're a little kid and you wake up for school and your parents tell you there's no school today? What's that like? Oh, it was the best. And when you know, when I was in high school, that's when they started sending out app alerts, or you would you know log on to the website. Because when I was a kid, you had to turn on the TV. But as you got older, you know, you would wake up. Yeah, because you're you. ancient. Well, Back in the old the, the old days. Right. Well, you know when I. I, by the time I got to high school, you would log on to the the website and you would hope to see, you know, a red alert, no school, and yeah. it was great. You went back to bed. And then, yeah, went back to bed. It was a party, and by 10 o'clock in the morning, you had pancakes and you exactly. were sledding. Right. That's what should be happening. That is what's happening. I, there's nobody logging into online learning. I don't know. My cousin was teaching today. She works in that New York City public school system. All right, and you have to ask her what the absentee level was for classes. I definitely will. The teachers show up. The students, not so much. <laughs> All right, coming up in a moment, we're going to talk about the Senate aid bill for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. We'll let you hear from both sides what the Arizona senators had to say, what the people on the right that tried to stop it had to say, and what the House is saying about their version of the bill. It's all coming up next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, if you have not subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast, I'm inviting you to do it right now. It's simple to do on any device that you have. You'll never miss a minute of the show. It's the Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you this week by the Valley Chevy Dealers. Um, the Senate aid bill passed. Uh, a lot to talk about in this regard. I think it's an important conversation. It involves the economy. It involves a lot of different things. So I want to try to stay on track and not get too scattered in my thinking. Um, we've been talking about the economy. Uh, the quote from Reagan, I keep quoting. If you if you keep hearing it, I apologize for the redundancy, but I think it's valuable. We do not have high inflation because the people are living too well. We have high inflation because the government is living too well. The White House would tell you that inflation is is because the private sector and business owners are gouging. They said this about the oil industry. Now they're saying about the grocery industry, everybody else's fault. When I will tell you, I submit to you that my opinion is the government has far too much of our money. The government continues to print money and the government continues to borrow money. That's just a fact. And when you do that, you partially devalue the dollar, but you also borrowing money adds to your debt. We're paying more than one trillion dollars per year as taxpayers just on the interest that we owe. That's not touching the principal. 
Your taxes remain high. My taxes remain high. They collect more money from us. They're having to service the debt they've created on our behalf. And that's the reason why we have high inflation. Inflation remains very sticky. And uh, that's part of the issue. So when I, I the way this relates to the Senate bill is you will hear and I'm going to let you hear um, Chuck Schumer talk about this. Chuck Schumer talked about passing this bill and how important it is. I want you to hear about Chuck Schumer and the importance of this piece of legislation. It's certainly been years, perhaps decades since the Senate passed a bill that so greatly impacts not just our national security, not just the security of our allies, but the security of Western democracy. Going to take him at his word, and he talked about how important it is. It's been a long night, a long weekend, and a long few months. But a new day is here, and our efforts have been more than worth it. So... Let me, I'm going to take him at his word. I'm not going to argue the validity of whether or not this is an important piece of legislation. Let's say every word of Chuck Schumer's statement that you just heard is absolutely true. This is not only important for our national security, but the national security of our allies, but also for democracy and the national security of the Western way of life in the Western world. Let's say all of that's true. What do you not spend money on while you're spending money on this? The reason why I ask that is because in your real world and in my real world, unless you are someone that is very, very wealthy, and the American government isn't, will tell you they're not because they're spending at a deficit. It doesn't mean they don't have great income. There's great income. But where's the wealth if we're in debt to the tune of trillions and trillions of dollars? So... The American government is not reining it in. In your world and in my world, if you're married, if you're part of a, a family and you you have money discussions, and that's one of the things that, that every couple deals with is money issues. One's a spender, one's a saver. One wants to buy possessions, the other one wants experiences. How do you wrestle with the family finances? But when you sit down and say, we have to do this, this is necessary. We have a... Unfortunately, a medical expense that we can't get around. Someone in the family has a medical procedure that's necessary. We have a major repair on the house. Uh, the air conditioning went out. We have a major car repair. Something happens. We've got no choice. This money must be spent. We need this for the future of our country. What do you not spend money on in order to make that happen? Let's say it's a good investment. Let's say you're a young couple, you have a child, and you sit down and say, we are fortunate to be able to set money aside for our retirement. But now, what about college for this child we've created? We need to start setting money aside every month so when it comes time for them to go to college, we've got money set aside so they're not saddled with college debt. What did then many families have to say, okay, then what do we not put money into? I will tell you in my family, my, my brother, and I'm not, I'm not giving away secrets, my brother and his wife are cops. They don't make a whole lot of money. But their children, they get a big break to go to a Catholic school because they're Catholic. Um, but it costs a lot of money for that family. They could never afford full tuition ever, ever, ever. And even with the discount, it is very, very difficult for their family to make ends meet. My brother and his wife have never owned a new car. They have never owned a new car as long as they've been married. They keep cars for as long as they can keep them running. They sacrifice any of those creature comforts so that their kids could get the education that they thought was good. Now, want to go into debt? 
you want to do this or that? That's what our government is doing to us. I will submit to you that we don't, as taxpayers, hold our government accountable. If you take Chuck Schumer at his word, Republicans say no, Democrats say yes, some people say yes and or no, and you can argue about the validity of it. Let's take him at his word. Everything you just heard from Chuck Schumer is 100% true. Where do you cut in order to come up with that kind of money? $95 billion, where are you taking it from? Us. That's where they're taking it from. The other part of this, and Senator Sinema alluded to it, is that the border is still the national security issue, and I agree with her on that. But the sentiment in the in the comments of saying some of her colleagues are saying the problem's non-existent, that's not true either. They just don't believe that the first draft of what the what America saw was sufficient. There's a difference there, and it's a significant difference. If you are saying, and Chuck Schumer had said the other day, we are not leaving until this is done. This is so important that we have to get this aid bill passed that the Senate will stay here long into the night before we, oh, we're not leaving until this gets done. Well, they did it. Where is that same resolve on the border, because if Senator Schumer in leadership says we have to get this done, it's very, very, very important. When it goes over to the House side, the Speaker of the House has said, wait a minute, we are not going to entertain in the House any piece of legislation dealing with foreign aid until we get something from the Senate that deals with the border. Isn't that also leadership? Isn't that also them saying these are the priorities for the American people? Senator Schumer says the priority for the American people is this aid bill. I'm not I'm saying again, I'm going to take him at his word that everything he's saying is 100 percent correct. America keeps his promises was the message he sent. We did this because it's the right thing to do. And we were not leaving this chamber until we got it done. That's leadership. That's someone that says, here's the priority. Let's get to work. Well, You've got the Speaker of the House, Johnson, saying the same thing. The priorities in this chamber for the American people is the securing of the southern border of the United States. And we are not moving in this chamber until somebody gets something done securing the southern border of the United States. Is that not, whether you agree with it or not, the same leadership? He believes the priority is the border. Chuck Schumer believes the priority is aid for these other nations. I will tell you, you're not going to find a stronger ally, especially when it comes to Israel in this. You're not going to find a stronger ally than me. I think it is very important that we stand strong with Israel and their right to defend themselves. And we make sure that they've got their iron dome and they have what they need to defend themselves. I agree with that 100%. But is it more important? And I think they can be done independently. Then do them independently. If the House wants the border secure in order for them to move, you've got to work with the other chamber and vice versa. They should work together. But where's the prioritization of spending our money? That's always been my question. Where is it that you say this is so important we have to pass it, but we recognize we're spending the American taxpayer dollars? Where are we going to not spend money so that we can afford to do this without increasing our debt? Have you ever heard anybody in either party say that? And I think Americans are starting to feel the pinch and they're starting to ask that question.
All right, before we close it out, we're going to go back to the WM Phoenix Open. They are talking about reforms because of outrageous behavior at the Open. Was it really that bad and what needs to be done if it was? We'll talk about that next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, what caused the issues at the WM Phoenix Open? They had a lot of fights. There were people that were arrested, people ejected. Um, So what happened? I'm going to read a couple of quotes. The course conditions were not normal due to the mud and rain. According to the Department of Public Information Officer from Scottsdale PD, this resulted in large crowds only occupying a small portion of the course and caused large buildup of crowds. You mix that with alcohol and you have issues. A security guard was on with um, with uh, Gatos and with uh, a- in that in the afternoon show. And so they were Bruce were on talking with Bruce and Gatos about this. Why did it get out of control? Here's what this perspective from a security guard was. But I think the crowds, they let too many people in. Mm-hmm. There's too many people to keep an eye on. Plus, people were getting in. Whoever was at the front gates just said, heck with it. Come on in. Now, see, I disagree with that. And I don't want to I don't want to criticize someone. But first of all, the numbers this year were not bigger than the numbers we've seen in years past. So I'm looking more at the Were they gathering in areas because they couldn't access other places because of the mud and the water? So they were in areas where it was a lot more packed in place. But I want to say this, and I said this earlier, and I, I want to reiterate it. What the WM Phoenix Open does, it's put on by an organization called the Thunderbirds. that were char- just started decades ago. They've given almost, I think, $200 million to Arizona-based charities, that this golf tournament is a labor of love for the Thunderbirds. They put this tournament on expressly to raise money. Do you know that the Thunderbirds if not completely, almost completely underwrite the Special Olympics in Arizona. Not only do the Thunderbirds underwrite it with money, the Thunderbirds themselves are out there at the Special Olympics and they work it just like they work this golf tournament. And that is just one of the organizations that benefit from the money in this tournament. The WM Phoenix Open is the biggest party on grass. It is an event and a destination for so many people. It has truly become a bucket list item for many people. It certainly isn't the Masters, but I would say next to a major. It is the one thing that golf fans from around the world want to experience once in their lives. And there are people that get out of control every year. This year, there were more of them. And the, the question is, why? Chance Cosby, who's the, uh, the the CEO or whatever his title is that runs the, the Open, uh, talked about this with Arizona's Morning News. And the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying about the Thunderbirds is never lose sight of why they do what they do. If you talk to them, and I've talked to many of them, I know Chance, I know some of the other people in the organization, I've interviewed many of them for radio and TV, on the air and off the air, it's not just lip service. They do this for the money that they raise. They donate their time. They're out there weeks before this tournament is out there, and I'm talking about living out there while the final stages of the tournament is being prepared. I think they start in October, building this and then it's all taken back down and they do this so that they can sit in a room with a committee and write checks to charities and to to nonprofit organizations across the state of Arizona that's why they do it 
So I don't ever want to lose sight of that. I'm not going to have anybody tarnish the name of the Thunderbirds because some people got out of hand at the tournament this year. I think they're smart enough and they are good enough to address it. Las Vegas, this was my example. Years ago, Las Vegas thought a great marketing tool, and it, we still say it. This happened over 10 years ago, probably closer to 20 years ago, where the Vegas motto was what? We all know what it is. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Telling America and the rest of the world, come to Vegas, anything goes. Well, that's how people took it, literally. And when they got to Vegas, the police department there, the sheriff's department there, had to put a stop to it on the strip. And they had to tell people, you know, we do have rules. And they would respond. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't take your clothes off. You can't run naked through the street. You can't sexually assault somebody. You can't have uh, you know uh, things going on, inappropriate behavior going on in public. You can't get so drunk you can't stand up. If these things happen, you're going to go to jail here. And they had to start sending a message, which they've done very clearly, sent a message. We are the world's party town, but it's going to be within reason. Have a good time, but you're not going to lose control. They've been doing more and more of that, and it's a great place to visit. Look how they handled the Super Bowl. I imagine the Thunderbirds are going to do exactly the same thing. They are smart. These are smart barons of business in many cases, very successful people. They're going to figure out a way to send the message and they will send it next year. Welcome to the party. Get out of hand. Pay the price. And I just think they're going to do a good job of it. I don't want to overreact to people's behavior, but I also don't want to underreact either. This is a respectable organization that's proud of the tournament they've been putting on and the money they raise, and I'm sure they're going to send the right message. If we can get Chance on the show, I'm going to try to get him on in the coming days. I would love to hear him say it, and uh, hopefully we can get that done because I'm proud. It's one of my favorite things. It is our Arizona diamond of the things that we put on in this state. Here the music means we're out of time. First of all, a thank you if you spent part of your day with us. Thank you for listening. Even those on the podcast, thanks for catching up with us. We'll be back tomorrow morning just after 8 o'clock like we are each day. We'll have Did You Hear This at 1120. So make sure you check in with us tomorrow as well. Until tomorrow, everyone, have a great day. God bless.